This week, I want to change things up just a little bit by presenting our new spotlight first, and then we're going to go into a discussion where I attempt to widen the lens on a little bit of what I think the modern-day Florida project might look like. And I wonder, would Walt approve? What do you say we speculate a little bit? This is Disney Conversations, and I'm your host, Magical Matthew Wallace. Welcome aboard for Episode 7 of the Disney Conversations Podcast. All aboard! Disney Conversations Podcast is sponsored by Magical Matthew Travel. Visit them at MagicalMatthewTravel.com. In this week's news spotlight, we want to take a look at a couple of stories coming along, one of which I think will have a particular interest to many of us. There is a rumor floating around that the Patina Group, which operates a number of restaurants around Walt Disney World, is preparing for the opening of Space 220 by the fall of 2021. A specific date has not been given as yet, but this restaurant is expected to be out of this world. Now, according to a number of sources, masks at Walt Disney World will become optional as of June 15th, and this is for those who are fully vaccinated. You will not have to wear your masks inside or outside. However, they are using the honor system. If you have not been vaccinated, you are still asked to wear masks in all the appropriate places. As for those who are vaccinated, the only place where masks will still be required is if you're using any form of public transportation while at Disney, meaning the Skyliner and the Disney transport buses. The Epcot International Food and Wine Festival will begin on July 15th. The event will run through November 20th for a total of 129 days. Global marketplaces, as usual, will be placed all around the promenade and will include dishes from Hawaii, Australia, Germany, Canada, and Greece. There are new concepts being developed currently for marketplaces in Morocco, the American Adventure, and other locations all around Epcot. Entertainment will be held in the American Gardens Theater, featuring park favorites such as Voices of Liberty, Mariachi Cobre, and the Jammin' Chefs, along with some local talent from around the Central Florida area. Some fan-favorite restaurants are due to reopen around Walt Disney World. Sebastian's Bistro at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort will reopen to guests on June 24th, and Ohana at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort will reopen on July 9th. Both restaurants, of course, have been closed during covid but Ohana has also been closed because of the renovations that have been taking place at the Polynesian Resort. Reservations for both of these restaurants should be available via the Disney app, online, or by calling the Disney Dine Line at 407-WDW-DINE. That's 407-939-3463. When I come back, we're going to take a look at the modern-day Florida Project. We'll be back in just a moment. Hello, listener. Have you ever thought that maybe you didn't want to be just a listener any longer to these podcasts? That's how I got started. 
Well, I'd like to invite you to begin a conversation with me to come aboard and be a part of Disney Conversations. If you have any type of fan background in anything having to do with Disney, please contact me at DisneyConversations at Outlook.com and let's get talking. On our last episode, I discussed how Walt had hoped to have a living, breathing community that all could enjoy, but how that may not be exactly what was put together after he died. However, over the past few years, I've been curious about the structure of the property since. Now, I don't have any professional knowledge or even experience. All I have are my eyes and in my ears, and as Walt would say, the most important element, my imagination. So will you join me on an adventure into my mind for a moment and see what we can come up with? When I think about the structure of the whole of the Walt Disney World property, I can't help but think that maybe Walt's dream did come true, at least in a sense, just not in the way that he had imagined. Let's look at the entire property. Walt Disney World, at its beginning, had an area of about 47 square miles. That's a lot of property. It now houses four theme parks, two water parks, 25 Disney-owned resort hotels, Disney Springs shopping area, and all of the logistical support that goes along with such a venture. And did you know that Walt Disney World has its own governing body called the Reedy Creek Improvement District? And that includes their own fire department. Now when I think about all that, it sounds like a community to me. And after all, the resorts bring in supporting cast every day of the year in the way of guests, which Walt said played a very important role in completing the show. But I think there is a little bit more to look at outside the areas that many of us are already familiar with, but maybe hadn't really thought about. Let's talk about Celebration. What does Celebration offer? There is a town center, which offers shopping, restaurants, other retail establishments, along with 106 residences in that area. Celebration offers six churches one Jewish congregation, and a hospital. There are plenty of living areas throughout the villages, with a mix of multi- and single-family homes, including condos, townhomes, and regular houses. There's also a clubhouse, which offers a pool, a gym, and a sit-down restaurant. Celebration also hosts a number of events throughout the year. The one I've heard the most about is the one that's held at Christmas time and throughout the holidays. There are public schools right there in the celebration area, and we can't forget how close it is to Magic Kingdom, Epcot Center, Animal Kingdom, and Disney's Hollywood Studio. And then there's Golden Oak. It's a separate community. It's an upscale residential area that is located close enough to the Magic Kingdom that you can literally watch fireworks every night if you want to. This area is also located on Walt Disney World property. The buy-in listed is in the multi-million dollar range. And that's a little bit out of my personal range. But there are six residential areas. All of them have a different themed style that could suit almost anyone's taste. And if you want to experience a little bit of what it means to be there, 
There is a Four Seasons Resort located right there within the Golden Oak community. So if you want to take a sampling of that life without buying into it, this is possibly a way to get that experience. When I look at the way things are set up with these communities within the confines of the Disney property, I can't help but believe that Walt's dream did come true in some way. I am not sure that this is a complete picture, but at least some elements of what Walt wanted were achieved, and they seem to have come to fruition. And with the available land still there to be used, anything is still possible. At this point, only 50% of the entire Disney property has been developed in any way, shape, or form. And I just can't help but believe that someday we may even see a true version of Walt's City of Tomorrow. I realize that this is a short episode. I hope it spurs you to look into things a little more and kind of imagine along with Walt what that property could be. But what a way to end this episode. I would love to hear your thoughts and your comments about the Florida Project and what you would still like to see be developed. Please contact me at DisneyConversations at Outlook.com and let's have a conversation about this podcast. I am Magical Matthew Wallace saying so long and TTFN. The Disney Conversations podcast is proudly sponsored by Magical Matthew Travel. Look them up today on Facebook at Magical underscore Matthew Travel, a proud affiliate of the Travel Quest Network.